What up, though? Yo, growing up, I only ever had two constants in my life. My granddad's basement and my granddad's basement. There's something you can ride to, something you can vibe to, something you can chill to, something you can smoke to, something that'll make you think, something that'll make you feel good. I'm just a dude from a trailer park trying to figure out the universe. How deep you want to go? 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 What is good, everybody? Welcome to the basement. I'm just kicking back. I'm I'm looking at the Rincon Mountains right now on the east side of Tucson, and it's just a, a lovely and beautiful sight. It's a nice overcast day. Monsoon season has been... It's been amazing so far this year. It's not even it's not even fair the way monsoon season is going. Like I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, some people got some trees ripped up. Some people got <laughs> there's been trees in the middle of the street. Maybe you had to submit an insurance claim for your car, for that for for your roof cuz you got some tiles ripped off, but man, after last year, the great drought of 2020 in Tucson, and there's a lot of places right now like that are currently on fire and th- actually people are some people are in like some really dangerous spots. But last year, uh, when our Tucson got 360 mountain views, if you don't know, the mountains to the north, the Catalinas, you can pretty much see those from all of Tucson. And that's how you know if you're facing or going north. If you see, if you see the Catalinas, you're going north. So we got 360 mountain views, but the Catalinas, the North Mountains, they were on fire last year. No, no rain was in sight, like at all. The whole, man, it was, it was an awesome sight. It was an awesome sight. Just a lot of people pulled over, just, just watching, taking that in last year. It was, it was something. And I'm sure I got, I'm sure there's some podcasts. If you go back to, man, April, May ish, and there's burning May, probably all of May. And into June, yeah, because Big G had a birthday party. And nope, you know what? We had Baby G's birthday party. That was in March. And then the pandemic kind of kicked off, and it was shortly thereafter that. And then we had Big G's birthday party in the middle of the year. So beginning of the year, middle of the year of my son's birthday parties. And in between, the mountain fire had came and went. So it was probably like the like around May. Around May time frame that was just just engulfed last year. No, no monsoons came, but this year, this year we're getting them in full force. And if you're if you think that Arizona is a complete and absolute desert and there's no rain in in Arizona, you you, you thought wrong. Uh, rethink that situation because it, it. I mean, Tucson Tucson gets storms. It gets crazy storms. I mean, they're monsoons. They come in flash floods. Like they rip tree tree roots out. Like I was saying, and like northern Arizona gets gets all four seasons up in Flagstaff. Like it's not all desert. Like it is hot than a motherfucker here. But uh, we get a little bit of everything. We got hail a couple times last year. There's hail, you know, a few times every year. There's uh, once every several years we get snow. There was snow uh, January first. And second, snow that stayed on the ground, and it snowed twice. We had probably an inch and a half, two inches of snow just in regular old middle of Tucson at a standard Tucson elevation, not even up in the mountains, uh, January 1st and 2nd, 2019. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, 2019. So it was, you know, my son built a snowman, like, it was, you know, and, uh, and my wife, they built a snowman. So 
So things, uh, you know, to have no to have no rain last year was really, uh, you know, if you live in Tucson, one thing we look forward to is monsoon season because it heats up, it heats up to you know, 100, 110. 115, 118 sometimes. And sometimes it gets a little humid. Like with that heat, it's like, man, we can't handle that here. We're about this dry heat. Like it's still a dry heat, right? Keeps us a little bit cooler than the rest. And when that humidity kicks up just a little bit, it's uncomfortable than a motherfucker here. But so no rain. But and this year the humidity came. So, man, we hope we get some rain. And the monsoon season started right on time, like right on time. And there's no signs of it ending. It's, so today's a nice, nice, chill, overcast day. Uh, we've got a little bit of rain already today. And there's probably, I mean, just sporadic storms coming uh, throughout the day, every day. It's been it's been a real treat. Uh, I say that as like I'm not a monsoon victim this year of an insurance claim or, or, or tragedy. Some people, you know, flash floods, people get sucked away. You know, sometimes they, they're going in places that they shouldn't go. We got washes here. Just like it's, you'll be driving down the road, it says do not enter when flooded. The wash is going to wash through here. And uh, sure as shit, it does. We got these canals canalways called washes and uh they fill up with water when the monsoons come and and all that think all that happening all up in the mountains it running down and coming through and it gets a big nasty rain so it's uh it's a cool spot tucson's a cool spot i don't know where i started with that but i was uh i was just saying what's up enjoying the day enjoying uh all things you know i was i was thinking that's what i was i was thinking about being overwhelmed last week and, you know, the, the feelings of, you know, how to process that, how to time manage, what can wait, how to rack and stack tasks to not, I shouldn't say I was overwhelmed because, I, you know, I will turn that, I'll, I'll, let me turn that a little bit. I don't think I was overwhelmed. I think when you get overwhelmed, you start to make uh, poor decisions or less thought out decisions. You know, you're, you're, you're maybe a little panicky or a little nervous or extremely stressed out, you know, but last week I did feel a little bit stressed out, but rather than say overwhelmed, I think more, you know, well, how would you handle it? Because I, I, some things at times felt overwhelming, but I wasn't completely overwhelmed to a point where I couldn't perform. So I just feel I was at capacity. And realized I was at capacity with like, I'll go, sometimes I'll go four five, six days in a row, maybe even nine, 10 days. That's pretty rare without having a direct one-to-one client interaction when I'm in their face at an, you know, an appointment. But that seems, that wasn't the case last week. I had appointments pretty much for, for days, for that length of time straight, you know, it was six, seven, eight days in a row meeting with meeting with clients. In fact, I got to get back to somebody here right now as I'm bullshitting, uh, dropping this. But, and, and, and with that goes all the paperwork to go with it. So whatever your job may be or whatever the situation may be, you know, I hit capacity in a professional context. Okay. Well, I'll sit there. Let me, let me take this all in. Okay. I'm feeling, you know, at, at my limit. So let me, I can, that doesn't mean, so I'm at my limit, but I can still handle it. Right. If I'm at a hundred percent of my limit, then, then we're, then we're still able to completely fully operate as expected. And I did that. I got everything done that I needed to have done. People are still going to get their houses. Nothing fell through. All the paperwork was in on time, certain places, but there's, you know, certain things when you rack and stack your roles and responsibilities and in any given context, this one work, there are certain things that had to wait till later. Okay. This one I can get to in, you know, by end of day, 
This one I can get to tomorrow, first half of the day. This one can wait two days and whatever that have you, you know, and some of those two day things I had to put off. Like, okay, I got to get this main core task. Like my wife went to bed one night last week. I was like, I got some shit. I got a bunch of different things I have to do. I got to get at least all of those things to 75% before I can go to sleep. And that was a real particular late night. And I got to roll and I was like, everything on, on that set me up proper for the next day, which sets me up proper for the day after that. But I got a hundred percent of everything done that night. I got, I went to a zero balance file, meaning no, no unaddressed emails, nothing unfiled. Uh, the only thing I would potentially be waiting on is something to come back to me. So, you know, so all, yeah, everything sent out and, uh, absolutely at a complete stopping point in a file, but a file, it's never complete. You have a lot of stopping points along the way, but it's never complete until it closes escrow. But then you still on to the next escrow. So it's just, you know, complete balance and understanding. And I think that starts everything in entrepreneurship or, you know, I would even expand that into just basic every day-to-day life. Your time blocking is something my wife and I recently started working on was, you know, a balance of responsibilities around the house. And we're, we're waiting to we're waiting on some a big whiteboard. We're gonna start writing down. Everybody has their own block of things, things they need to do later. To you know, an in-house to-do list, things you need other people to do. You know, and and uh, uh, a come back to section. Like, hey, hold on, we need to come back to that. You just write it down on the board. So just just family stuff, just communication type stuff. But one of the things we're gonna be working on, I think, is part of the you know, roles and responsibilities and just things around the house, not just who's doing it, but part of when, but also when are we going to spend time together? So that's real important. So when you think about time blocking, I'm pulling it out of a business sense and let's just turn that into a family sense. I mean, you can take things back and forth and, and all things should flow into the, you know, life, ebb and flow of life. You're in and out of work, business, all these relationships, and everybody should still be able to get the best of you. And if you can concentrate and focus and time block, you know, your tasks appropriately, or maybe perhaps somebody has time blocked them for you in certain contexts, depending on what your, your job may be. But what I was specifically saying about the family time blocking thing was time with the kids. When is complete family time? Like us right now, we know we're going to have Friday family night movie night. We know we're going to have dinner six nights a week together at, you know, between five and six, sometimes 6.30 p.m. On Thursdays, mommy is going to do dinner time with the boys. You know, this night is bath night. So we have our, you know, and uh, we're going to schedule something over the weekend. So whichever day, you know, we'll give a day heads up, but we're going to go do something together as a family, whether that's go to, like we went to the outdoor mall last weekend and the boys often they'll go with mommy and Grammy to target, you know, do, you know, just do, do little stuff. And so we'll work on, you know, when is mommy specific time? When is daddy specific time? As mommy starts work at 6 30 AM. So daddy's responsible from whenever the first kid wakes up until getting everybody ready while getting himself ready for work. So that's, that's kind of part of our, our morning setup. You know, Mrs. Rain's working, the boys get up, get them dressed, teeth brush, hair did, Get them with a banana. Uh, they kind of run around. I get ready. Do what I got to do. Load them into the car. Take them to daycare. That's kind of our, our morning thing for, for a few hours there. So that would be, you know, my time. And then after work, oftentimes I'm working till 5, 5.30, getting all the business things situated because I'm not trying to cut out working like 
in the evenings. Every now and then, like last week, last week was crazy. Last week, I don't even want to get into specifics, uh, but I had to work every single night and into the weekend, and it got less and less work. Like between Monday to Sunday, yesterday, like I had significantly less and less work every day, but it was a pyramid. Like I had to build to that, you know, the, the time blocking. Um, but as I'm talking about my family, my, my, uh, my family just got home. Um, but I was talking about Mrs. Rain just got home with the boys from daycare. So I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a quick little break from this, but I was talking about overwhelmed being, becoming overwhelmed, handling what you can handle and being vocal about that. One thing I did let my boss know last week is like, Hey, you know, we're, we're about close to needing a new hire. Like, you know, really emphasize that went vocal to my, you know, direct suit, direct boss, team owner. Hey, I'm about at capacity. There's, there's not much more I can handle just in life because I need to give everybody the best of me. You give me any more, things are going to start falling off, but things are not only going to fall off in a business sense. They're also going to fall off in a personal sense. So if I can't pay attention to my household, all right, that's a problem. And I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm trying to avoid all problems by all costs. Life is difficult enough and we're all going to die. All right. So why are you making things more difficult and getting in the way of the same place that we're all going? Let's let's just let's be cool about this. Let's be smooth. But uh, I'm a, I'm gonna take a break and I'm a, I'm gonna come back in a minute. Yeah, y'all be cool. Uh, yeah, check out this beat. <clears throat> nope, no beat. I was dropping that podcast over a week ago with the intent of having it out before I took a short little trip to Dallas because on both ends of the trip to Dallas, that shortens, you know, shortens the amount of time I can put into business that week, right? And I got a lot of files that sit there and build up. Well, I didn't drop that beat. I, and I'm not going to edit in a beat that I have already have produced. I'm not just gonna, I'm not going to take that time uh, right now. But what had happened was I went to Dallas Thursday uh, what was the date? The uh, 13th or 14th? Friday the 13th. So the 12th, the 12th of August, me and half my real estate team, we flew to Dallas, no problems, go to a day and a half realtor conference. So get in Thursday, conference on Friday, half a day conference uh, on Saturday. And then we fly back Saturday evening, roll right back into life. No big deal. All things, uh, all things are well. Psych, two-day delay, two-day delay. There was a couple of airlines across the country that canceled hundreds of flights, affecting thousands of people. Uh, one of those airlines was American, and that's what we were flying on from Dallas back to Tucson, straight flight. And we were sitting there, flight canceled. Okay, what are we rebooked for? We're rebooked for Monday morning. Okay, Monday morning it is. And fortunately, we were, we were real lucky that our team owner was with us. And she, Miss Tana Newton, Mrs. Tana Newton, shout outs to her. She's from Dallas, the Dallas area. So fortunately, she had some, uh, some connections in town, one of which being her family. Her dad is in the area. And I'll tell you all what, I've been in up to this point, rewind to 
uh, Saturday, August the 14th, 2021. I've been in two houses that I legitimately love. Like I love this home, the way it's built, the, the property itself, the access, uh, the ease to get to, or the isolation, the, uh, and, or the isolation, the, the water, the, the Creek in the back, the, the, the apple, the apple orchard on the property, the, the guest house, the, and the, sh- the construction of it, the interior, the, the wood floors, the, the way the stairs come together, just everything, everything about just two houses in my life. I could legitimately say I love, and I would consider a 10 out of 10. And I've been in a fair amount of houses. Right. And then I just walked into my third. So I walked into Tana's dad's house and get the tour, of course. Of course, you walk in and stunning. And then when you get the tour, like, oh, it's it's awe inspiring. It's a it's a marvel, marvel of a house. Everything from the the vehicles, basketball courts, tennis courts, swimming pool, uh, the brickwork, the the cathedral ceilings, the woodwork, the hand carved wood floors, the, the the countertops, the 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 granite, shoot, might have been marble, don't know. The theater room, you know, and, and on top of all, just the the bedrooms, the offices, multiple off offices, just a beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous home, and it's really cool to be in because I really appreciate houses. I'm a I'm a bricklayer's son, you know. My stepdad, I grew up on construction sites, hucking brick. You know, in the summertime, up and down the scaffolding, three three uh, three levels of scaffolding, eight to ten feet each, and getting up there just uh, helping lay these bricks, carrying carrying tongs of bricks. And then my dad's like a he's like a super handyman type, so I uh, you know helped him do plenty of you know minor fixes, but minor plumbing leak fixes. Um, hot water heater installations, electrical outlets, all all the things, all the things that a homeowner like needs needs to and should know. Like I got to grow up doing that. So now when I sit back at home inspections, I get to watch home inspectors do their thing. And fortunately, I made some good relationships with some good home inspectors. And uh, but every now and then, there's some fuck shit going. On. I'm like, what are you talking about? Or a fuck worry? Somebody has just a worry that's not a worry. Look, the only thing when you're buying a house, the only thing we're worried about in the state of this market right now, speaking in the context of today, like is your roof, foundation, and structural integrity, your electrical main, your plumbing main, um, the fact if there's termites or not, and your air conditioning, your HVAC system. Those are the only six things that you're can possibly have anything to say to a seller about because those are the things that are an issue to any buyer right now in the market we're in if you go if you want to pass on a house on something somebody would consider a minor repair which is anything off of those systems i just listed or a glaring absolute homeowner neglect defect like if it's not any of those things like and you want to can't not buy a property because of that something that is probably affordably fixable, right? Then the seller is not inclined to take on those repairs. They might just know it's going to cost you probably close to a thousand bucks, maybe 1500 just to go back on market um, uh, with the cost of inspections, the the market shift, as well as you maybe at that point have bought your appraisal, uh, your appraisal. So there's, there's all kinds, all kinds of variables. So if it's not nothing wrong major with the house, there's probably nothing wrong with the house. And what you saw at the, at the showing, you know, we're going to learn very little, much more. You can guess a lot going on with the house by the age of it and you know, how, how systems are going to operate by the look of it. So anyways, we spent that night in Dallas 
and uh, it, it was good. We had, we all, everybody had a place to stay. It was it was four of us. So bam. And then by happenstance, Tana's best friend lives near the airport, and they had room for us as well. So it was a wife, husband, and their two kids, and they had enough space. They had a couple extra beds and uh, a couple of big couches. So we, we, we did it up right. We, and, you know, because we were delayed for two days, you know, the flight was Monday morning, so we were there for one, like a day and a half extra, really. When we really think about it, we're going to get it back at 7 o'clock on Saturday night to Tucson. We didn't get back till 8 a.m., uh, Monday morning. So what do we do on Sunday? We went to Six Flags over Texas. You know, if you ain't heard of Six Flags, check it out. It's it's an amusement park, roller coaster park. Like we just went and rode rides. You know, it was like thirty or forty dollars for the ticket. Tana bought. She's like, let's go. You know, let's go to Six Flags. What else are we gonna do? Like I have no idea what we're gonna do, but that sounds fantastic to let out some rage and aggression of this delay that's setting me back from seeing my wife and sons and my new truck. Um, I just want to go home. So yeah, let's go, let's go let out all that adrenaline on some roller coasters. And we did that. And it was, it honestly made everything so much better. And then a day, we were there for like seven hours at the steam park. We rode a lot of rides, like five, six, seven rides. And that's a, that's a fair amount in seven hours. We were waiting in lines. All the people got there. And it was rainy when we got there. So, and we got there right when they opened. So the crowd, you know, a lot of people, they're not getting up first thing, trying to get there. And it, and it shouldn't even say first thing because it opened at 11, you know, but we had, we got some breakfast, stopped at Target, got some coffee. Uh, everybody, we were there for extra time. So somebody had to get a toothbrush. I had to get some shoes. So I didn't bring any type of amusement park walking shoes. I just brought business shoes for the conference. Like we got to make something happen here. So uh, and then we got there rolled up like right as they opened. And you know what's fucked up? The dog hit on us, meaning they had um, canine handlers, police department seeing if anybody's bringing any contraband into the amusement park and the dog if you're sitting there if a police dog is just sitting there that's what they're supposed to be doing and when they're you know when they smell whatever they're supposed to be smelling they just walk around behind they walk around and behind whatever they're where they think that they smelled something and what was interesting was they hit on this canine hit on it was a a a mother with a purse and a child maybe five six years old uh that's who the dog hit on but we got flagged down by security like hey the dog hit on you i was like oh the fuck it didn't like do you have any uh thc or maybe even cbd on you any lotions everybody's just like no and we didn't and like we were, i was traveling so it's not like i had any weed uh, on me i did find the weed man at the at the hotel though that was lovely that was lovely and uh man that Man, that, that's always great when you can just come up, stumble across some good people, hook you up with uh, with what you're looking for, and you can go about your days. But that was that was the day prior, and I just you know just got me a, a little blunt's worth, uh, just to, to really enjoy Dallas on a Saturday Saturday night. And uh, one of the homies on the real estate team, <clears throat> we kicked it just walking uh, walking around downtown Dallas. But that yeah, the dog hit on us going into into Six Flags, so that was kind of weird. Just like, cause there's no, everybody was wearing clean, fresh clothes. We, everybody did laundry cause we only brought so many clothes, but we were at Tana's dad's house. So we were able to do laundry. <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse the, uh, excuse the scratchy voice. It's uh first thing in the morning. I was still, my voice probably still hasn't fully recovered from all the yelling and talking last week. Uh, last week, this time I'm at Six Flags, Great America. That's how long it's taken me to get this podcast out. But when I was talking about overwhelmed, being overwhelmed, like we had a shortened trip 
or a shortened week due to a couple day trip to Dallas. And that was supposed to resume and I'll be able to catch up kind of any files that built up. But that two day delay set me back, you know, two days of business, you know, as I wasn't or four days of business, really what was to have been two days of a delay uh, turned into be four days of a delay when it comes to business. They got the specific time away from the family. It was like a day and a half additional. You know, we rolled in Monday morning. I dropped off uh, one of the guys on the team and then went to the crib, saw my wife, and I went to the daycare, but um, they kind of they changed the rules up again. We were able to walk them to the class, and now they tightened up COVID restrictions at the daycare, so now it's just drop off at the door. I didn't want to disrupt their day, so I went. Uh, I didn't get to see my boys until later that afternoon, but I did stop by and try. So I came back, saw the wife, and then rolled straight to the office because we got a new office. I don't know if you remember me talking a few weeks back. We, we moved out of one little itty-bitty office, about 300, 400 square feet max, real tight in there for eight people. Right. And we moved. They didn't have a home for us. We were floating around for a little bit. So we moved from our our temporary spot for the last two months or so into our now new office. And first of all, it's gorgeous, beautiful. It's like, I don't know, 11, 1200 square feet uh, offices for for the two team owners. And everybody's out in a really, really nice and separated bullpen with our own area. Uh, We got a kitchenette, too. So that that is the shit having a kitchenette at the office because I mean you spend a lot of time there. Uh, everybody does. So even the realtors out there showing houses a lot. I mean they're still in the office making calls. A good part of our business is centered on um, cold calls. So a lot of people are in the office calling up and checking in on people and seeing how they're doing and seeing how we can help. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, that was some time. So that set me behind and rolling just right into all this. I mean, my, my, all my all this all the while, my paperwork's getting a, a, just a little bit more and more behind every day. All right, and then it just kind of I mentioned it, I got I don't know if I said it on the first part of this podcast. I recorded it like a week and a half ago. I was trying to get that out, like I said before Dallas, and now I'm been back from Dallas for almost a week, like six days at this point. But I got a new truck. I'm riding high. I'm feeling good. I got a 2021 Dodge Ram Classic, right? A 1500. I got the I got the the half ton truck, just your standard standard basic work truck. But the motherfucker's bad, you know. Olive drab green with the black trim. There's nothing else around. There's nothing that looks like this. The the salesman at the dealership. And shout out to Jim Click Chrysler uh, Dodge Ram. Is it Chrysler Dodge Ram or Chrysler Dodge Jeep? Jim Jim Click the Jim Click Dodge dealership uh, at, uh, up at Auto Mall in Tucson, Arizona. Big shout outs to them. I went by the same exact truck, and if I said this on the first half of the podcast, I'm sorry, I didn't go back and maybe I'll edit this out or something if I catch it during initial editing. But it's not going to take me too long to turn this one around. Anyways, I built the same truck, uh, same price with with just a different salesman. And they treated me so much better, so much better. I'm not, I will never, ever deal with that other dealership ever again. I'm not, I won't say anything about them on this podcast, but if I'm asked directly, their review, they gave me a direct call review. I said, the dude, I said the salesman's name, uh, what the problem was, he double booked, excuse me. He double booked, uh, he was on his phone the whole time texting. He double booked meetings. So he was going between my desk and another desk talking to another gentleman trying to buy a car. Like, what are you doing? He wouldn't like explain the price difference, why like the final sales price was different from what I had uh, got quoted online in the same exact 
vehicle and just his whole attitude and demeanor. Like I'm not, I decided not to work with him and took my business elsewhere. So shout out to Jim Click Chrysler Dodge up at uh, the Auto Mall in Tucson, Arizona. But I slammed my truck the other day. Just got this truck. Don't even have plates on it yet. Man, I am congested today. Oof. Uh, I'll, I'll cut this one short, and I'm sure it's real annoying listening to me uh, sucking snot through my nose and stuff. Uh, allergies are getting me. We got so much rain this year, so much rain and humidity. Like, it's 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 wild. Um, but slam, yeah, this dude came out. He cuts across, like, four lanes of traffic into a, a left turn lane. So I'm going on a southbound lane. He's cutting perpendicular across the lane just into what I guess he's going to go also make a left turn, but I had to slam on the brakes hardest. I didn't want to slam into him in the new truck, man. I didn't. And if I'd have been in the car, if I'd have been in my grand Marquise, I might not have had a choice to slam into him because like I might've done more damage to the car and the frame and really, really totaled it out. Um, if I would have slammed it in the curb going like 30 and Regina don't stop stop on a dime like that but and neither does the truck i mean i was moving like i was about to start slowing down so i was probably doing 30 so slam like i might have been doing 30 the speed limit on that street is either 35 or 40 and i was just merging into the turn lane like it just began so i was probably doing close to 30 maybe 35 like but and i slam on the brakes go hard left bam my driver's side front tire just slams into the curb i go up on the curb like, what the hell? Kind of get off the curb, you know, look at it. The dude takes off. So we were turning eastbound. He takes off westbound. And I'm looking at this motherfucker like one, 1,000, two, 1,000. I count to five. Like, I could have got him up to the count of five. My truck is fast. Like, but I was thinking, one, I don't know if it's actually fucked up. He might have really fucked up my front end. But two, like, I'm on my way to see my sons. I'm going to swimming lessons. So I just kind of took that all in. I let it placate out in my mind. I was like, whatever. Like, there's no, like, chasing, and then for what? It's for an apology? Like, honestly, like, like, as it all happened, I'm like, this motherfucker better get out and say sorry. Like, because there's nothing anybody can do. But when you see, like, somebody looking like I'm looking, hop out of a car, I'm wearing cut off camouflage shorts, like a, a, a shirt with a, a chimpanzee with like a rage face holding two kettlebells. <laughs> and my, and like I'm not a small dude and like and my hair kind of pulled back like how like in, in, a, in a bun. Like, but I don't know. It's an interesting look like the way I'm rocking my hair right now. Pulled up into a bun looking like a fighter or something like I might have pulled off, too. Like, for straight up, you never know, you know. And in Arizona, motherfuckers got guns. And I didn't approach his vehicle. That's not what it was. I got I got off the curb and was looking at my truck. I was like, dang, because like, I hit the curb hard. And sure as shit, knocked me out of alignment. And I got an appointment tomorrow morning at Dodge uh, to check out the whip to make sure, like, the tie rods and the axle and there's, you know, nothing wrong with the frame. It's a truck. It should be no problem. But when you hit a curb, man, it's going to fuck some shit up. So at a bare minimum, it knocked me out of alignment. I'm driving at, like, a 1 o'clock, maybe a 2 o'clock. I think it's a 2 o'clock to the, yeah, so I got to hold my wheel to the right in order to go straight at about the 2 o'clock position. Then it's it's pissed. So I'm going to get it towed up there today. I'm going to call my insurance today, and uh, I got an appointment tomorrow at Dodge. At 9 a.m., hopefully they can knock me back into alignment and whatever warranties are still in place that I don't have to pay anything for it. But, man, just talking about overwhelm, 
being overwhelmed, becoming overwhelmed. And all this happening still while while normal day-to-day life is happening. We're trying to be a successful entrepreneur, right? And uh, an employee. I'm an entrepreneur and an employee. Like I run a business within someone else's business and my role within their business is to ensure their business continues to operate smoothly for the largest chunk of it. When you talk about real estate, you're either buy, you got buyers and you have sellers. There's not that many people selling houses right now in our market. So the sellers, um, when we take a lot, a lot of listings, but the selling is probably 30% of the business. And the buy would be 70%. And even if it's even if it's 60-40, um, still I'm holding that whole the buy side of the business completely smooth. I'm one one dude. I'm just one dude. Uh, and then honestly, uh, we're working on getting me a little bit of help right now. because uh, for events like this, for when, you know, trips get extended and you know, there's just minor subtleties. Paperwork gets turned in late. Like our client satisfaction can be all well. Our interaction with all our trade partners, home inspectors, termite inspectors, all that can be can be just going just well. Our relationship with, uh, did I say other realtors? The other realtors and the client, like everything, everything can be well. But then under this, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's the shit you see in the movies. All right, the the open houses, the showing houses, and when people are under contract or frustrated that their house can't sell or excited that they're buying a house, that's all the movies show. The underlying part of that is you're running a business. All right, all right, credits and debits, all all, all things, all things. But I just looked at the clock and uh, I got a morning date with Mrs. Rain, and I got to wrap this up. But I was gonna say, you know, with positive intentions, and really in uh, an elite level of focus on the task at hand and your why, when things do get overwhelming, you can you can haul it back in, all right? When your trip gets delayed, there's no reason to be upset about that. You're not in control of it. My conversation with my wife went, hey, how's it going? Nothing, just cooking dinner. All right, cool. Well, I just got to tell you what, I'm in, you know, such and such as house and, you know, such and such as house. I said my two favorite houses, she's been to both of them. And I was like, okay, well now I'm, I found my third favorite house, and uh, and and also my flight's delayed two days. I'll be back Monday morning. So we kind of just okay. We inhale and we take that in. You breathe it in, and then just just let it go. Just let it go, and then inhale. You know, more positive thought. You know, well, damn, the love is still there. That really sucks, uh, but oh well. We're gonna be back as long as we get back safe and everybody is intact and the household uh remains just intact we're, we're gonna be good to go and take that in you know just that is a feeling of over being overwhelmed you know and i'm overwhelmed as hell that damn i'm not like physically at a computer it can only do so much on the ipad only have so much access we only have so much time like yeah we're here for a full day but it's not like we don't have the setup to go full blown to work. We can answer calls. We can do minor things on on the phones and the iPads. But the bulk of my work to keep the company full functioning is being in the office at a computer and just ma- managing files, putting all the compliance in the right spot, making sure that if in the, ever the event there's a, a real estate lawsuit that happens and we're involved, whether directly or that we need to support either side you got to make sure all that paperwork is good to go so i that's why I, I keep file plans clean and clear and manage that um but my goodness 
not letting that overwhelm you and not, uh, you know, you miss your family. You miss, you know, you're, you got still have all this work building up. You slam your truck into a curb or your car into another car, whatever that looks like. Just sitting back, realizing what your focus is. What is your why? Mine is time with my wife and sons. That's my number one goal in life. As much time as I can possibly spend with my wife and sons, I will do that at any account. And if I am unable to do that, then it better be well worth what I'm doing. And sometimes, uh, and if and if not well worth, then something that like has to happen for whether that's you know a business obligation or like oftentimes it's not worth. To me, it's not worth me to go do my job on a Sunday. If I have to drive an hour, it's a 30-minute appointment to drive an hour back home. It's not worth it, but I can't help it. Like, there's still, still business. I'm only going to – I haven't said this in a while, but I only want to do things that involve my family, my wellness, my finances, and causes that I care about in that order. All right. In that order, those are four pillars that I, I will stand strong on. I don't want to dedicate my time to anything except that. All right. So when number three, my finances, I got to go do my job on a Sunday. That's not worth it. But that does at that time supersede my family and my wellness uh, because we still have to make money to take care of my family and wellness. But I'm going to get up out of here. Everybody be cool, check on a vet, and hug your loved ones. Chip! Welcome to the basement. Welcome to the basement. Chip! 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 I've seen God too. Wow. So Kid from a trailer park. But I will be myself in front of my children. Why did this happen? How did it happen? How did I end up here? Where do I go now from here? How deep do you want to go? How deep do you want to go? We're in the basement, baby. We're in the basement, baby.